Welcome to Band for Life. Welcome to Band for Life. Honestly, you're like a parrot today. Honestly, you're like a parrot today. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah. Tonight, um, I'm Pete. Hey, this, I'm Granger. <laughs> today, this. <laughs> this. Who I was. You are really screwing this up. Sorry, man. And we are your one-stop shop for all things music-related. Band-related, guitar-related, bass-related, drums-related. Today, hip-hop-related. Uh, today we have on uh, Nick Natale, all the way from Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Not a shit the, Hollywood, the yeah, Hollywood in LA. The real Hollywood. It's like the, the actual, we've got somebody from the States coming on. Uh, Nick Natale, uh, he's been on um, reality TV shows in America. He's worked with some uh, big names over there. He's worked Let's with... not ruin it. Mm, I just gave one away. I'm going to beep it. I'm going to bleep it. Okay. Well, he's worked with a few people anyway. Um, and uh, he's uh, he's waiting in the lobby. Yep. Oh, he's also signed to Warner Chapel, you know, that little music label. So I'm sure he's got some really interesting things for you guys <laughs> to listen to. So stay tuned. Awesome. Let's get him in. So this week, all the way from Hollywood, we have got Nick Natale. Nice to see you. Nice to, nice nice to be to here, man. Dude. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. What's the weather like over there? Like we get, I it, mean, like as we're, <laughs> go on. It's beautiful. It's like 80 degrees right now. The sun's out. I just uh, took my girl out yesterday just to get a Slurpee from 7-Eleven because the weather was so hot. Fucking hell. Oh, dude. So like here it's, it's it, actually, to be fair, it, it was it was almost sunny yesterday. Um, it was hot was, yesterday. <laughs> it was, yeah. Let's say hot oh, for us. You guys are in London, is that right? No, Manchester. we're in Manchester. Oh, Manchester. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 fine. It's it's nice over there. I've been to America once and stuff. Um, yeah. Let's go over there again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just I just said it's hot over here, but it's twenty degrees. But we go Celsius, which works oh, right. out at sixty-eight. Sixty-eight <laughs> for you guys. That was hot for us. Anyway, dude, I've watched um, like you've got so many videos out on uh, on yeah. YouTube. I was just gonna say because yeah. like the first thing when 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 you messaged us. Um, and I went lots of some of YouTube, and you've got like so many videos on. And and where'd you get some of these ideas from as well? Because there's some of those videos are, are, are pretty out there. Like, <laughs> right on. well, a lot of those video concepts I kind of stole from classic Hollywood movies. Like we did Hook, and uh, we did um, uh, Avatar, and uh, Beetlejuice, and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me. I was just trying to do something that I hadn't really seen anybody really do, which was basically recreate Hollywood movies in their music videos. And I feel like I'm one of the first people to do that because I've never really seen that. So I just kind of wanted to strike while the iron was hot on that. And so we ended up doing a ton of like movie theme music videos. And then the other stuff is just straight out of my brain, man. Just like crazy ideas that <laughs> I have, you know, middle of the night type shit. Yeah, yeah. The one, yeah. That, the one that, st that stood out to me was the, uh, the Star Trek one. Oh, right on. Alien, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that's, a, that's a mix between, like, Star Trek and then also Roswell, New Mexico. If you if you paid attention, there's a lot of, like, Roswell um, news articles and clips and stuff. So I'm, yeah. like, trying to educate people while also entertaining them. Yeah, cool. That is really cool, actually. Like, like, and, and it's cool that you've done like done it on films. Uh, I'm a massive film geek, anyway. Um, mm. So I love I love music and I love films. Um, and and it's it's a cool thing to kind of like to kind of do that and and, and meld them together because you put out more kind of music videos than I think any other. Well, any artists that I know, you'd be releasing them. It's pretty quick yeah. and it's it's um, yeah. 
it's kind of like um it's good to see somebody doing that and putting a video to a song rather than just having it as a song yeah um well, my girlfriend and I shoot them, just her and I, and then I do the editing and the effects myself and stuff in Final Cut Pro, and then we just put them out. So it's like we have the opportunity to shoot whenever we want, and we take full advantage of that. You know, we're shooting another music video tomorrow and uh, putting that one out. You know, I'll be out in like a day or so. So our turnaround time awesome. is crazy, and so we're just trying to take a, a full advantage of that right now. Yeah, cool, man. Um, what I wanted to ask was... Um, with the lockdown and stuff, I don't know how you guys have been over there. I know it's, I don't know about like the legal side of it and everything. But with lockdown, a lot of people over here have been like, gone into like hyper sort of productive kind of thing. Where whereas a lot yeah. of other people are kind of just feeling the pressure of it and they, they don't know what to do with it. And they, like I was one of them. I was when lockdown first got announced. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to get in the studio every day. I'm going to I'm going to smash right. out some tracks. And I've done football. <laughs> <laughs> How have you found that? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning of this pandemic, I was scared. You know what I mean? Um, we, we were just in the house kind of watching CNN, B BBC, and, and just being frightened. And then eventually I realized that if I just clicked that power button, I kind of got the power back. And I stopped focusing on what the mainstream media was saying and, and all of the fear mongering that was going on. And I just went into that full productive mode that you were just talking about. Yeah. And for me, it's been the best therapy. It's been the best escape from the pandemic. The pandemic really ended once I did that, at least in my house. Yeah, that's a good, good way to, to see it. kind of Because we, we, yeah, we, we did a similar thing here. We were like, yeah, well, we're just not going to watch the news anymore. We're, we're done with mm. it. Smart. Yeah. After a bit of time, I just started switching off because every day it was like, I mean, I know, I know it's like, it's a big oh, thing it's and same, it's it? around the world. It's a global thing. But every single day, like after about, I don't know, a month of it or two months of it, I was like, I cannot watch any more of this. Like, I just yeah. don't want to read right. it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like all that stuff is it's entertainment for them at the end of the day. They're like, can swallowing a goldfish give you cancer? Find out at 11. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. at, at the end of the day, they're, they're selling tickets. You know I mean, they've got ratings that they have to keep up. And at the end of the day, you have to realize that CBS is in competition with NBC and NBC is in competition with BBC and BBC is in competition with CNN. So they're really trying to show the scariest shit and the stuff that will get them the most ratings. And uh, not all of it's really actualizing in, in the real aggregate of society. So you just kind of need to step away from that and you'll, you know, you'll get your life back, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good good way to good way to think about it. Um so it kinda leads on as well. You like like we've already said, you got a really kind of hectic upload schedule of content. Yeah. Um do you ever feel the pressure from that just being like, right, this next thing's gotta be big, I've gotta do the numbers have gotta go up and you yeah. end up I know I end up finding myself just staring at the analytics all day long, you're like, right, yeah, sure. we need to the numbers are down, what can we do? Um, sure. Do you, do you find that that kind of hinders creativity sometime or does it does it kind of make you go does it help yeah i mean for me i i don't really do any of this stuff for the numbers or for the reception of it it's kind of like therapy for my own depression my own anxiety yeah. my own anxious ass so like for me it's i'm healing myself by putting out all of this content i'm healing myself when i'm on set shooting it i'm healing myself when i'm in the studio writing it it's all just uh free therapy for me so the fact that I get a reception and the fact that I hit 100,000 views on a video, it's just complete icing on the cake. And, and I think that attitude kind of helps me to just keep going because I really do this for me. You know, I do it for my own, you know, uh, self-gratification. 
Yeah, yeah. No, this is uh, that's what every that's what all because like I follow a lot of YouTubes and things like that, and uh, they all say if you set out to to kind of make a living off it, you're not you're gonna fail because that's where you start not being true to yourself. Sure. And yeah, people yeah, see think, through that. Sure. That kind of comes with music. Like I've always been like that. So I've always loved playing music from from a young age, but. Um, I mean, yeah, when, you know, when I was younger, I was like, yeah, it'd be fucking great to be a rock star. But right. at, the, at the same time, at the same time, I just, I just want a girlfriend. Um, at the same time, um, you, you just, it's so, it's so enjoyable to do. And, and that kind of, is that how you started then? How you got into music to kind of therapy for therapy of yourself or how you got into doing what you're doing now? Do you start from a young age or? Yeah. I mean, it was really the only thing that I was good at. I mean, I went, I went to like school, middle school and high school and I got kicked out. I was always expelled. I was always the trouble and the problem kid. So for me, you know, when I picked up a guitar and, and when I started singing and trying to write something, um, it was my first like, you know, release where I, where I kind of saw what I could do and, and was getting judged for just my talent at a very early age. So like, for me, that was like my scapegoat. I was like, this is something that I'm good at. I don't get in trouble for it. And um, yeah. this is what I would like to do full time because this is what I receive the most positive reception for as a youngin, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's so cool. And like, what's, um, like, what is it like kind of being, having that kind of come true now? Um, because there are so many, like we, we have, I mean, we have a lot of bands on and a lot of musicians on who are, you know, some of them are very young. Some of them are not so young and they've all got different things. Some of them are like, yeah, we're going to go to the top. Some of them are like, yeah, we just love doing it because it's fun. And it's right. kind of every, everything else in between. Um, so for somebody who's, who's kind of made that of themselves, um, kind of, you know, do you have any tips for anybody and how does it feel as well? Um, it feels great. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like it just the, the amount of success that I've had, it's all God given. I'm, I'm totally grateful to the stars for it because, um, a lot of this stuff just that's happened has just been out of this world and I never would have imagined. So I'm just uber grateful for it. I don't take anything for granted. And to be honest with you, I, I'm not done and I'm not satisfied. And I think that that's a big part of the reason why I continuously have success is because I, I work towards it and I'm never just sitting on a high horse and saying, oh, yeah, well, I got signed to Warner. Oh, yeah, I, I wrote for Snoop Dogg. None of that stuff really um, completely satisfies me. Um, and I think that goes back to having like, you know, depression and anxiety and stuff like that. It's like at the end of the day, that's really a positive thing for my career because it really drives me to strive for more. Um, as far as the advice goes, I would just tell your listeners to never stop. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, half the artists that you hear, you wouldn't have heard if they gave up after they lost the talent show when they were in fifth yeah. grade or or after Universal didn't sign them when they gave them their de their debut CD and stuff like that. It's really about perseverance and not stopping, believing in yourself, kind of tuning out, you know, other people and what they have to say um, and just really going for what you believe in. And if you're if you're like me, you won't be satisfied by just getting on a national TV show on Bravo or working with some of your favorite artists. You'll you'll want the whole cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. Uh, yeah, just going just a little switch back. Sure. How the hell did the Snoop Dogg thing happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the first time I worked with him, which which uh, developed a relationship and a working relationship, which led to many other Snoop Dogg records, which I've co-written and produced. The first one was we were working with an artist out of my old record label that I started in West Hollywood. And this artist um, had room for a feature and we started, you know, putting our brains together as to who would be a good feature for it. And Snoop's people were on the list of somebody that we could get in contact 
contact with. We got in contact with them. Um, I didn't hear anything back about it, but I had already written what I wrote for Snoop and submitted it to his people. And my partner actually surprised me by bringing me in the studio and playing back uh, Snoop Dogg's uh, verse and hook that I wrote on huge speakers as loud as you could play it. <laughs> And it was probably one of the best moments of my career, man. It was it was amazing. It was a blessing. He's a great guy. He's he's a really fun person to work with. And um, it's yeah, it was just a blessing, man. Like I said, the stars aligned for me on that one. Yeah, so it's just kind of shoot for it and hope for the best, and it just came off. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, he had to he had to like what I did in order to re repeat it, because what I heard from his people is that. He has a lot of people write for him, but he never does the exact thing that they write. And so when he did the exact thing that I wrote, I was like, kudos to me because yeah. <laughs> he did exactly what I wrote, which is amazing. No, that's cool. That's proper cool. Yeah, because he's obviously like the kind of don't know, like he's like the daddy anyway. Like, he's like he's been yeah. around for he's been around oh, for he's years. Hip -hop he's royalty, yeah. Yeah, 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 literally. Um totally. I think have you got any um, kind of experiences from, from, so when when you first started, when you know, you talk about school and stuff and, and work your way up and just, just, just kind of grinding through, getting to where you want to be. Have you got any experiences of any kind of gigs or shows that you did, um, either that you really liked or that, you know, were, were kind of like really tough um, and, and, and kind of like difficult to get through. And then, because like every band we have on, some of them, they have these challenging gigs. We've had some fucking stories, man. Like we have had some <laughs> stories of like gigs where things get thrown and, and things fall off on stage <laughs> and all sorts well, of stuff. I don't know if I have any experience like that, but um, I mean, I, I really went through it as, as like a young adult. Like I was really influenced by artists like Michael Jackson mm -hmm. and Tupac Shakur. And then that kind of led to me being inspired by punk rock and bands like Blink-182 and NoFX. <laughs> and so I, I started a lot of bands and I was just like, you know, the lead guy playing guitar and singing and stuff. And we would tour like little mini tours around wherever I was at the time. Um, eventually got on Warp Tour for a little bit. And oh, at nice. the end of the day, like I just I, I just never stopped, man. Like I was just very um, adamant about, you know, what's next, you know, like what's 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 the next step here. Um, and I definitely had some shows where people were not very excited to hear me play and <laughs> I played in bars and, and dive bars where there was five people. But that kind of goes back to the whole thing I was saying about I was doing it for me because as, as lovely as it would be to sing to a crowd of 100,000 people, it was really I was so stoked to have a joint and a beer and be on stage singing some of my favorite songs to even those five people. So if you love what you're doing in this business, you you can go all the way because the, the love for it will carry you. You know, a lot of these people that you'll see who have a one hit wonder and they drop out or even sell a bunch of Grammys and then you don't hear from them for four or five years, these people, in my opinion, don't really love music that much because I could never stay away from it. I don't care if I have a million dollars in my bank account or one dollar. I'm still going to be on Pro Tools producing music, writing and and getting high off my own craft. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where people can connect in it, because that's where they that's where when you're genuine and you you are doing it just for you and because you love it. That's when people are kind of like, yeah, this guy is is he's, he's in it for for the love of it rather than, sure. than just to try and make a quick book. I think sure. this is a cool thing because we get, yeah, because you know what, one of the things that, that you mentioned there is like the kind of playing in front of five people thing, because we, we are, yeah, we've been, we've done it, we've done it and we've had bands on it, we've done it and stuff. And we always say the kind of same thing. We're like, you know, like you can just play that show. You should still play that show as if you're playing it to a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 or whatever. Oh people because um it's still your show 
you know and and a lot of bands you know they, they do it because they love doing it you know and that that is something and you know what you can you can tell as well you can tell when um when the band or the or the artist actually loves doing what they're doing and they're not just there it's just obvious doing. very obvious yeah yeah totally oh, you wow. usually get it from the minute they walk in because i've been a sound engineer a lot as well and you can normally okay. tell if there's a band walks in they're completely stuck up their own ass then you you're like yeah you could just do one you're only right. here because because you just want to make the money for tonight yeah what about one of your favorite? What are your favorite sets then? Like, is there any one in your head? Um, mm. where, where it mm. could be it could be recent, or it could be that was like one of the best ones you've done for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be surprising. But we were on the TV show, the the reality show that I was on on Bravo. Yeah. We had to we had to perform these songs to some of the biggest names in the industry. So I was performing to like Ryan Tedder and mm. Rodney Jurgens and Donna Summer, and and really having to put my all into these performances so one of my favorite performances was when I, I i sang and performed live for ryan tedder and he told me that he was amazed by you know the production he was amazed or the songwriting he was amazed by my voice and stuff and to be sitting across from somebody who i was listening to literally a month prior on like you know top 40 radio it was huge i was a 22 year old kid it was like very um you know it was it was electric it's the best way as i that i could describe it It was very electric cool yeah i can imagine that because you're currently top 100 aren't you yeah 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 last i saw it was was it 74 yeah and i think it dropped it dropped down a little bit now to 80 so if you guys can hop on there buy that song <laughs> <a few> times. <laughs> yeah man that's awesome have you ever been to the UK, by the way? Or are you going to think about coming over? Never been over? Never, but I work with a lot of UK artists. Neon Hitch was one of my, my biggest artists. You guys know yeah. Neon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's awesome, man. It'd be cool. Like, have you ever considered um, maybe in the future, I mean, depending on how the fan base grows, whatever. I mean, you yeah. obviously, you're, yeah. you're kind of ambitious to grow the fan it, base. It's um, my dream to go on a tour and see all these places in the world based mm -hmm. off my music, you know? So I'll, I'll definitely want to go to Manchester, UK, you name it. Yeah. We'll, come, we'll come watch you, man. I'll definitely be there. I'd love that. That's the one to go to. You just have to get some backstage, you know, I have to get some backstage. Of course. Of course. <laughs> VIP all the way. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. There's some, there's, there is some good venues around here. Um, like we, oh, yeah. Ma Manchester's been, we're in that, well, we are, we are renowned as being a bit of a musical city in the UK because yeah, we've had like Oasis from here. We've had the yeah. Smiths. We've had so many other bands. Uh, I mean, well, I couldn't name them, Stone Roses. Um, and all these different bands. So it would be great to go over, uh, get you over here. And um, obviously, I know currently COVID means that touring has stopped for you. Yeah. But before before COVID, uh, were you were you kind of constantly on tour or were you kind of doing little bits I here was, and there? I was honestly in the midst of planning a, a summer tour right around the time uh, that, that we got the news. So yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons I also went so hard into the music videos because I was like, we're on lockdown. I can't leave. I can't really tour. What else are we going to do right now? And so um, I just, you know, I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, you better get ready to start shooting some motherfucking music videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting that. It's being able to diversify a little bit, isn't it? And, and get that alternative mm -hmm. revenue coming in. So that actually after this pandemic finishes, there's still going to be artists ready to go and hit oh, the road yeah. again. Oh, yeah. Big time. And that's the thing. And, and the, th the thing is um, that, you know, people are crying out. I mean, I don't know what it's like in America in terms of if bars are open not yet or if shops are open yet. Not really. Here, 
No, so it's the same, right? So yeah, it's the yeah. same here. We don't have, we don't really have any um, non-essential retail shops open. We don't have any bars or pubs open. No clubs are open, and people are just crying out to get out there and and, yeah. and and listen to music and listen to live music. And hopefully, it will be like a like a bit of a kickback and a resurgence in live music, particularly also grassroots live music, unsigned live music, and then obviously the bigger stuff as well. Um, right. Really give a kick to to those kind of those kind of. Do you think the same thing will happen in America, in the states? I'm, I'm hoping so, man. At the end of the day, it's like you know I, I've known people that have had this virus. It, it's like a cold. It goes away in like three to four days. There's no reason for them to be removing our rights and you know imposing their will on us and imposing their you know uh, pieces of cloth over our mouths. It's like. It's really ridiculous. It makes me think that there's there's a much deeper, more nefarious um, uh, goal un- underneath all of this. It doesn't seem like they're really trying to protect us. I'm like, at the end of the day, there's there's viruses, there's cancer, there's fucking AIDS out there and shit that they should actually really have locked shit down for, and they're not. So for me, yeah, I don't trust the government on this one. I, I'm I'm a, I'm fully opposed to the mask mandate, and I just want our world back. At the end of the day, you know. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to it. Yeah, I, didn't I, think I didn't think I'd miss it as much there, but I've really yeah. fucking missed playing live. <laughs> you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah, right? I know, right? I know, right? I'm never going to take it like, for granted again. I know, because, like, you know, some people will be like, oh, do you want to go to the pub tonight? Do you want to like, no, I'm doing some whatever. Now, if somebody's like, do you want to go to the pub? Like, yes. I'm gonna snap take the me there. I will go <laughs> to the pub. I, I will go there. to the now. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's- was, one of the things I was going to say was, because um, you were talking about kind of, touring across the states and and you're like planning this tour um have you got an idea of when you're going to be able to do it again or is it yeah they're starting to open things up right now so my plan is to i'm actually i just got hit up by a company that's that's doing a really really big tour with some really big names and they want me to um not headline but obviously be on this tour so i'm like really pumped about that i just gave them my rate for what it would what it would be the co- or what it would cost for me to be on and i'm waiting to hear back from them but if that doesn't happen i'm just gonna start my own tour and probably do something hopefully by this summer that'd be that'd be the dream man yeah that'd be cool yeah. so when you do go when you do take it live do, do you do it sort of with backing tracks or do you, do you get a live band in it's all real music. I play five instruments and I sing. So if you heard a song with piano and rapping, you'll yep. see me play piano and then do the rap. And then same thing with the guitar songs. I'll sing and play those uh, for the most part. The other songs that are just like completely electronic, I do have a backing track for. But I really primarily want to perform songs mm-hmm. that are showing off my skills and very organic. Yeah. yeah. No, cool. Yes, yeah, so you're actually playing yourself with something kind of like feeling that music. Yeah, mm. yeah, I like, to, I like to keep it real, man. You know, like I yeah, said, yeah. I came from like punk rock bands and stuff, so I know how to plug in and like actually play a concert. So it's yeah, like a robbery for me if I don't do that. That's kind of what goes into it. We we were just like we were saying like Blink One Eight Two before and No Effects and stuff. That's kind of thing. Like we we yeah. in fact I think I'm seeing No Effects this year actually. We've oh, got are a festival you? Here. Yeah, they've got Slam. It's oh, called Slam. Called Slam Dunk Festival, and we have like a, it's like a pop punk emo type festival awesome. <laughs> that we have. It was meant to happen this year, but it's it's been moved to October. One right, of the things right. that that has started happening, I don't know again if this is a big thing in the states or not. I'd be really interested to know. Is we've had some bands on and some artists who've been doing virtual gigs, so they've been going to a venue. Um, you know, they've got the lights and everything. Um, and then it's being recorded and filmed or streamed live to Facebook or streamed live to YouTube. Um, and, and then so like Friday night or Saturday night, 
yeah. kind, of like, kind of like virtual gigs or, or virtual shows. Um, is that yeah. something that happens in the States? Is that something that got yeah, up to? Yeah, that's very popular right now. I got hit up for a few of those things, but I was busy with other shoot dates and stuff. But um, that's also cool, too. For me, it's not as personal and it's not really my dream to sit in my living room and sing you a song on acoustic yeah. guitar. Just not, I'll be honest. But at the same time, it, you know, we get what we can get right now in this pandemic. So you might see me do a few of those virtual virtual concerts and stuff. Sure. Yeah, I think they'd be a bit weird because you like for me when I'm playing live, I get my energy from the audience and like right, like that's Same. where you kind of get it from. So I think I'd really struggle doing it. Yeah, I don't want to play a concert and then freeze with this face for like, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. like halfway, halfway through, like yeah, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, you know, right before like I get random. to the freezes on me i'm not into that you know yeah it always freezes the worst time as well literally oh, if, if we, if on the we're, worst face the yeah, worst face always half half to a center yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> honestly honestly seriously and we've had a couple of bands on and a couple of us have done it and they've said the exact same thing they said that they don't get the same vibe and it's almost mm -hmm. a bit weird because yeah they're just playing to the lights and the guy yeah. with the camera you know yeah, at the end of the day, it's like you're really you're like he said, you're drawing a lot of energy from the crowd and then that energy is going back into you and then you have more energy to give to the crowd. I'm like, you know, if we're just doing it off of a Zoom or something like that, I can't really, really feel what you're feeling when I play that chord or when I sing that note, etc. So yeah. for me, it's like that that was never really the dream for me. The dream is to obviously be around, you know, big crowds of people that are singing along with my lyrics and stuff like that. So I'll wait out for that. <laughs> yeah, and get yeah. the bounce. Yeah, I get the bounce. Yeah. What about um? What about like so? Your socials are pretty popular. Um, yeah. Your Instagrams. Your Instagram's huge. Um, how have you or how would you say you've kind of managed to develop that? Because social media is like the kind of and I say the new thing. It's been around for years now, but right. in the past five years or six years in particular, it has just blown up. Yeah. It's really um, yeah, and and how would you say you've kind of managed to to kind of um? What's the word now? Uh, taking advantage of that and managed to gather such a big following? Yeah, I mean, as a songwriter and a producer, I had an Instagram where I was just posting about the songs that I was producing for artists like Neon Hitch or artists like French Montana, etc. And so in the back of my mind, I was always like, well, I'm getting more followers, more people are gravitating to me as a songwriter and a producer. I should definitely keep this going, uh, put a little money into the promotion, etc. Because at, at, at one stage, I'm going to uh, eventually want to do my artist project. So when the artist project really rolled around, I was already at like 70,000 followers. And then it's just kind of grown from there. You know, I've always been it, hustling in the music industry. That's that's one thing that's just never changed. So. It seems. Do you, do you prefer working? So do you prefer working with other other artists, or do you prefer yeah. working on your own stuff by yourself? Where I work, I love to work on my stuff. The only yeah. reason that I really worked with other artists was that I could, so I could get into a position where I could do what I'm doing now. I was just kind of like the, you know, Kanye West behind the scenes, and then eventually I wanted to push Jay Z out the way and do my thing. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So. Hey man, that's it. That's ambition, man. That's that is ambition. That is yeah. that is you know. <laughs> If you believe you can achieve, I'm one of these, man. I love these. Oh, I know it's off topic, but I love like inspirational quotes and shit. I like, I like watch them and like, I have like a background that's like, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, uh, all those things that you've always wanted to do, you should go do them, you know, that, that, and things like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, and and one of them I always see is like, trust your process, believe in your process. Don't look at somebody who's 
21 and has a billboard hit right now and then judge yourself you know um i have spent like you know 12 13 years now in this business and when i first got in it it wasn't all glitz and glamour you know what i mean like i was definitely broke at one point and i definitely uh, struggled to get to the place that i'm at but in the back of my mind i knew what i wanted and i and i knew how to get there i knew that it was going to take a lot of uh strenuous t nights and uh, long nights in the studio and first one to show up last one to leave type attitude and i just kind of applied that to, to the music career and it's really paid off so i i would tell your listeners to just keep believing in yourself and never stop you know if you really yeah. believe that it, it should be don't stop until you get there yeah that's it because at the end of the day i know it's a cliche but you do only live once and you know and it's it's your life nobody else says nobody's gonna do it for you 100 percent, man that that goes back to that whole thing about me doing it for me because i'm like i'm 33 years old now mm -hmm. I'm like at 43 or 53, what do I want to look back on? Do I want to see that I didn't put out my Beetlejuice music video or I didn't do my Avatar music video? I'm like, no, fuck that. I want to do what I'm doing. If people see it, that's great. If not, I saw it. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it means course, a lot yeah. to me. Because you leave a legacy. You know, it's your, it's your legacy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. One of the things you mentioned there is when you were saying, like, you know, you was talking about, you know, it was really tough. You were kind of broke, uh, struggling yeah. to, to make it and stuff. When sure. when do you feel like the turning point was? I'm really interested to know this, uh, where between kind of going from have, having a dream and an idea to really kind of, you know, getting to where you are now, you know, Warner Chapel and all these other things. Yeah. Um, where, where, where do you think a turning point was for you? I mean, if I were to say there was just one turning point and then mm. all of a sudden I was where I was at, I'd be mm. completely lying. Yeah. There were a lot of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. This business is like a roller coaster and it'll throw you for some loops. So, you know, getting on Platinum Hit was great, but it left me without a dollar in my pocket and just a, a somewhat no-name kid in Hollywood with just this one credential. So I used that one credential that I had to get my foot in the door with people. I wrote for a ton of people for a long time without getting paid, produced for people people without getting paid and then eventually worked myself in a position where my skills were at a level where I should be getting paid and then eventually I did so um you know right right before I got signed to Warner like I was not in a great position I didn't have that much money in my bank and I was struggling and eventually caught the likes of Neon Hitch and she really helped me out a lot because she had a previous name. She had written with Benny Blanco and, and Bruno Mars and Sia and stuff. So her and I became friends and we kind of became like a tag team. Um, she was living at my house for a really long time. And we would just go on, you know, uh, not auditions, but like studio, yeah. trying out new studios, trying out new producers. And sometimes like, you know, we, we barely had the money to get to the studio with uh, with an Uber. And that one song that we wrote, called, uh, called, it's called Don't Talk About It, it went viral. You know, it hit like 5 million views. It hit um, all the charts. And so eventually I, I kind of used that song to propel myself into getting a record deal and a publishing deal with Warner Chapel, which was in 2018. So, you know, from 2018 to now, I've really kind of just been going up, um, skyrocketing up, to be perfectly honest. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a struggle, man. It's, it's been very hard. Just knocking on the door, man. Just keep, just keep oh, knocking yeah. on that door, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, th I think that's one of the things, actually, that I, I believe in this just in my general life as well. Uh, some of the things you're mentioning. Um, sometimes you've got to be at your lowest to get to your top. Um, yeah. You kind of it, it does kind of do that. I know this is like, I don't know if this is your thing or not. <laughs> yeah. It's like a motivational no, it's speech good. that I watch. <laughs> but it's true. Like, like um, and I've, I've read stories of musicians and, and actors and all sorts of people who, who really want to be there, all the biggest actors and the biggest musicians and stuff, where, where before they actually hit that, you know, 
that plateau or, or that kind of next level for them was actually when they were actually felt like they were on the downturn. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, and they've got up and down, up and down. And then sometimes, and then all of a sudden they get this kind of extra churn. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's a great reminder for you to keep going and to realize that you could be back in that situation or you could be back with zero dollars in your bank account if you don't work as hard as you can. And so for me, you know, I hated being broke. I hated not having money and not being able to pay my rent and stuff like that. So for me, uh, it's a constant reminder to just keep going and to keep grinding and to keep going up because I never want to go back to the place that I came from. And so for me, hitting a rock bottom was really like a wake-up call and and being successful, I can always draw back to being unsuccessful and, and being scared by that and being like, you know, I never want to be back in that situation. So I just keep moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a big thing is 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 come being humble to where you've come from. and, and Sure. It's a lot of things. Like when you build it up yourself and it's your thing, it, it it you you tend to want it more, um, and you tend to appreciate it a lot more, don't you? One hundred percent. And for me, I was always trying to do the artist thing. I, I came on Platinum Hit as an artist, and then once I didn't, you know, become a billionaire off of Platinum Hit, I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna need to work with other artists who are super superstars, so that I can propel myself into the position that I'm in today. So for me, it, now that I'm able to be an artist, and I haven't produced a record for another artist in like over a year or like a year and a half or something like that. So for me, it, this was the dream the whole time. And I'm, I'm looking forward to continuously living the dream. Cool. So what, what, we don't have platinum here over here. What, what was it? Was it like a talent okay, show? So is it? It, yeah, it was a Bravo reality TV series that only went one season. And they, it was like, plat, it was like a, um, American idol for songwriters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had Carrie Diagwardi from American Idol was one of the hosts. Jewel was the other host. And they would basically make us like do hook challenges and verse challenges and stuff like that and test our writing in every different genre of music. And then the winner received $100,000 and a record deal with RCA Jive. So I was uh, one of 12 contestants and I placed fourth. That's not bad. Nice. Yeah, yeah. If it was X Factor over here, usually the like third and fourth guys are the ones who do the best. They there tend you to go. come off it. You never hear from the you hear from the winner for like the year afterwards, and then you never hear anything else. Right. Yeah. What's weird about it over here? It's really weird. Is, is yeah, like and the person um so the person who actually wins over here, I I rarely ever hear of them. And then yeah, like the second and third. So for example, we have Ollie Mers. Yeah, um, I love. Yeah, love I Ollie. He, he came. I think he came second. He might have been third, but I think it was second. He's he and he he I, I can't remember who was against now, but he is like I mega. Yeah, he's, he's huge now. He's now like the guy who goes on the X Factor and does the. He's at the side, you know, like where yeah. they go with on. It's like, hey, he's doing the the right. kind of presenting. Right. And I remember when he first went on, he was just like this humble guy. He was like, yeah, I've got a job in a call center, you know, yeah. just right. do a bit of singing, like. And he goes so on, and now, uh, and now he's like, you know, so. He's a um, massive. I love his music. Yeah, and it's good that it's good to keep going because um, some of the names they do they do. I mean, I'm sure they're still doing things, but they do basically disappear in, in you know not right. into, not reach the mainstream. So you've managed to propel yourself from that to get yourself where you are now, um, and use that kind of that kind of promotion, which is which is awesome. Totally. Yeah, Pete, have you any? Other, I'll tell you uh, what. I just, I just want to know how did the uh, the Warner Chapel thing come about? Was it just was it just hammering on them all the time or was it just yeah, love? was it, it just you knew someone and 
Yeah, I mean, I went to a dinner in Hollywood um, with a lot of people that were involved, heavy hitters in the music industry, and I met one lady who I knew would, uh, she, she was the person who signs people to Warner, and so I figured I should definitely keep this lady's email <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and her contact. Brother, Speed dial. <laughs> Yeah, and, and she really wanted to sign me at first, but she didn't have enough collateral. Like, I just didn't have enough songs that were charting and stuff that was going on. So I kept her contact. And then once I met Neon, I kind of propelled myself into that situation. I showed her the music that Neon and I were creating. You know, I basically wrote Neon's entire album with her mm -hmm. and co-produced it and stuff. So that was really, really good to lead in with. But she needed a hit song. And so once we got that song, uh, Don't Talk About It, which charted and did great in the EDM charts and stuff, um, it, I was a shoe in, so so that that led me to getting signed to Warner awesome. Chapel, three year deal. That is awesome, man. Yeah, man. Proper really cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. And because some of our, you know, some of our listeners and and the bands that we have on, um, they will really enjoy listening to this and listen to this story sure. because um, for some of them, you know, this will feel like, you know, they oh, might for be some the of them. You're living the dream. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna fucking lie. For me, you're living the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all about continuously working, though, man. Like when we get off this call, I'm about to get prepped and and get yep. makeup and hair for a new music video that I'm nice. shooting. And right after that, we have I have another music video shoot at the end of this week. And um and then after that, I'm gonna go back to my studio and start recording my next album. So it's like you know, if you're consistently oh, working, you know, outwork your talent was one of the best advice um, that I got from my manager, Alan Molina, who's also Lady Gaga's manager. He um, he told me to just outwork my talent. And that was probably the best advice I've ever gotten, because even if you're really, really talented, if you don't outwork that talent, it's just, you're, you know, it's it's going to be shit. It's going to be nothing but talent. You know, talent's not going to take you all the way. You have to work. So mm -hmm. that's something that I really would like to um, profess to your listeners is that you really have to work for it, man. Like I'm, I don't come from this, um, from a, a silver spoon at all. Mm -hmm. My family didn't have money. You know what I mean? Um, I really, I'm from the school of hard knocks, man. I worked for everything that I got. So that's, awesome. that's something I'd, I'd tell your listeners for sure. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, not that you need it, but have you got any plugs? Any, you know, want to plug the Instagram? Yeah, yeah, I mean, plug the it's Spotify? all... I yeah, it's all at Nick Natoli, N-I-C-K-N-I-T-T-O-L-I. -T -T and I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Awesome, dude. Awesome. It's amazing. I've really enjoyed this. It's been really fun. And it's been Thanks. nice to get somebody from the States on the channel. We feel like we're, <laughs> feel like we're branching out and we're, we're, <laughs> right. we're building bridges. And <laughs> well, you guys are awesome, man. This was such a cool and fun interview. You guys are a big reason why there's no dead air because I've had interviews with people who they don't know where the questions, I hear them flipping pages and stuff. So uh, <laughs> awesome. great. Oh, we, love, we, 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 we love doing it very off the cuff, you know, like, I mean, we, 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 did, we, did, we did talk about it before and we looked at some of your stuff and, and we went, went through a couple of things, but yeah. most of the best ones we do are the ones where we just end up going on to random topics that we didn't even fucking think about and <laughs> shoot yeah. the shit. You know, never, never underestimate the human mind, man. When we all just put our collective consciousnesses together and just start talking, that's it's going to be electric. And, and it was so believe in yourself, believe in what you got. And uh, yeah, fuck, fuck the stage and stuff. I, I love that you guys do it off the cuff. And oh, it's been a pleasure. Cool. man. Enjoy, enjoy. Well, I'll, keep, I'll keep you out for the new video and enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, yeah likewise, guys. Likewise. Lucky Have a good bastard. Day. <laughs> nice meeting you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you too, dude. Pleasure, dude. Take it easy, man. See you later. All right. yeah, Have a good one. So that was Nick Natale. That was cool. That was cool. It was cool to get someone from the States on. And also, somebody um, at a level 
slightly well, above where we well, know. Where we know. <laughs> well, well, it's nice it to hear somebody on yet. Yeah, somebody on signed to a label. Oh shit, sorry. Somebody signed to a label. Um, somebody who's kind of worked with, you know, been in, in proper studios and worked with 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 big name artists in the hip hop world. Oh come on, man! Hip hop royalty, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I mean that is yeah. That's this that's, that's there's no denying that's pretty huge. Um, yeah. So yeah, nice to get somebody you know that, and a really nice guy. Really like you know. And what he's talking about as well can be applied to any genre. Yeah, of course. Like, of course. like it's not just hip hop. Just grinding. It, yeah. No doors. You gotta grind it. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Cool. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this video. Uh, yeah. We release videos twice a week, once on a Tuesday. Tuesday or once on a Friday. Fridays are interviews. Tuesdays, Tuesdays are our videos. Informational. Keep Public doing this. Enough. You just kick that microphone. You go ahead and kick it. Just give it I a good know. kick. Anyway, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye.